0: let's do it to it what's going on ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of the breaks radio i am one of your hosts ceo mr hayes uh and i am joined by the team of miss mary almonte
1: hey guys
0: <laughs> mr btg what up what up and then also the red wine connoisseur himself the gentleman mr marquis
2: uh, i bid you adieu <laughs>
0: what's going on we're here to talk about another week in the culture we got some great shit talk to talk about today uh also uh we'll be reviewing uh judas and the black messiah which is one that i really can't wait to see what this what comes out in this review because i feel like we're all going to have a lot of a lot of interesting takes with this one um but nonetheless we'll get into that let's go ahead and start this off
3: welcome to the breaks radio
0: First, Takashi and Meek Mill have this weird thing that's just grown between them, and I, for one, don't quite understand it. Um, like where this all started and stemmed from. Apparently, there was like um, an altercation with them in the parking lot, which got made fun of. Meek Mill has teased the full diss track. I don't know if it's been released or not yet. What do you guys think of uh, Takashi six nine and Meek Mill beef?
1: Who the hell cares? I just think we shouldn't even be giving Takashi 6'9 any air. Like, honestly, first of all, he's not worthy of breathing the same air as Meek Mill to me. And I don't know. I just feel like who cares about him? <laughs> but that's just me.
0: That's a good point. That's a good point. I, I can't deny that point. Um, all right. Baylor, what do you think?
4: He didn't run up on Drake well, my thing is <laughs> my, my thing my thing is like like Mary just said like we keep we feed into it or whatever and then it's like it's like a, it's to me it's gonna be a, like a repeating cycle like he's gonna keep teasing cats and things like that, and we know he's protected uh nobody's gonna to touch him and so but people are still gonna get aggravated about it. And it's, it just seems like it's just a, like a, a repeat cycle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's going to get into it with somebody. He's probably going to rap about it. They're probably going to see him in the street somewhere. And he's going to have security. They might have security, too. You know, he's going to pop up in somebody's hood when everybody's asleep and say he was there. Like, come on, man. At this point, it's the same thing over and over again.
0: Well, that's the thing. Can, is it? Is it? Can it even still be that? Like, I, 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 don't think that really Takashi at this point can get away with that shit anymore. That's just my opinion. I may be completely off basis with that. But before I get into that part of it, Marquis, what do you think?
2: I, I, I wish no harm upon anyone. <clears throat> um, I just, I don't understand what happened to the game when we know a known snitch is just running around talking shit or whatever the fuck. Like this shit, <laughs> he's in clear sight. Like, how does this happen? Like, <laughs> sorry, nigga, I'm trying to come home. And the nigga is still roaming the streets and at a club in Miami. Like, what part of the game is this? Like, I, I look again, I don't condone violence, but I this shit would never happen back in our day. Like, there's no way in the world. Two days later, got either witness protection. Got, he was supposed to be in witness protection. Yeah. Who, who, there's no protect, there's no need to protect them. Nobody's doing shit. So, I, I don't know, and honestly, it's embarrassing for Meek Mill to even be in a headline with him. To be honest, like his name should not even be mentioned. If my name was mentioned in his, I'd be like, "Look, I need to distance me from this motherfucker." Period. Fuck a diss track. Your life is diss right now. Like Meek, I have no, I have nothing to say to this dude. Seriously, you allowed this motherfucker to be in a headline, and the, the headline reads Takashi Six comma Meek Mill. His name still has headline over yours. Nah, this. Mm. And, well, that's, nope. and that's the thing and that's
0: what i wanted to talk about the, this from the perspective of is like what's wrong with we know what's going on with takashi right like he had that documentary can't come out like at this point he's doing whatever he can he's going to go back go back to him embracing the bag or god persona but with meek mill it's like is this where your career is where you're beefing with all of all people takashi 69 mm-hmm like I mean, and, he he ain't and have all this energy for with, game when game was dropping disc records on him. Like you said, he didn't try to run up on Drake. Like all this this shit, but yet you got all this energy for Takashi six nine of all people.
4: And he getting into it with people on Clubhouse, so that I don't too. know, man.
0: Twitter fingers. Hey, he he, he still got
4: that in. him mm. Yeah, it's not looking good. Mm. Personally.
0: It's just at this point, like I don't see why anybody would try to waste their energy beefing with Takashi Six Nine. And don't get me wrong, like even the little snippet of the diss track—it sounds cool—but we all know what a, a Takashi Six Nine diss track is going to say. He's a rat. He's a snitch. He got ran up out of what, whatever he was in witness protection. It's going to—that's all you can say. And not to say that that isn't all true. We all know that it's true. But at this point, it's like, all right, what's the point? We all know you're not—you can't—you're you're not telling us anything we don't know.
2: Nah. And he's not that lyrically inclined where we're going to, oh, that was clever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
4: Why these cats won't set up? I'm just asking a real question because uh, if they know they can't get to them in the streets, why they don't set up like a boxing match? I know it has, it has been tri- or you know, brought up before. I think it was in the Soldier Boy and uh, Chris Brown, if I wasn't, or somebody like that. Why they don't set up no boxing match? I want to see it. Because
0: none of these cats can
4: fight. Okay. I just wanted to know the answer. That's all. That's <laughs> it. That's it. None you of know? these
0: cats can fight. Come on, now they had an altercation it, f- physically. Like at this point, now you can't even say that you want to fight because they would have fought then. Look at all the situations we've seen in which Meek Mill, when he ran into Nicki Minaj and her boyfriend face to face, um, there him and Drake face to face at one point when they had their Meek ain't about
4: nothing, and we know Takashi's not.
0: So like that that boxing shit, they can they can keep that going. I don't want to see this.
4: But but to Marquise's point, like he said, like this wouldn't have happened back in the day because you you'll have to bump into cats. You know what I mean? Is he either going to be even at one point game and um, I can't think of his name from Chicago right now. Little Dirk, Little Dirk, and, and game got into it. They met up in the in in the club and they squashed it. You know what I mean? But that's the point. They at one point you got to see me. You know what I mean? And. You know, I, I don't know, man. I would I would like to see these cats just duke it out like back in the day. I don't want to see nobody get shot. I don't want to see nobody I die. I
1: don't even want to see that. Like, I just don't want to see six nine. Period. Yeah. And I feel like if I was Meek Mill, I'd be like on some Tupac, like <laughs> y'all niggas can't be us or see us or whatever the fuck he said. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding?
2: Yeah. Like yo, go go cut some baloney again, man. So go back to the Like. Man, he said I don't in, understand
1: in. why the culture is keeping this dude relevant. It's like awful to me. But whatever.
0: Who knows, Mary? Who the fuck knows? Well, let's move on from that to something more serious than Meek Mill and Takashi69's bitch asses. Uh apparently there was an assassination attempt against Sai the Prince in Atlanta. Now, this is not a laughing matter. This seems to be something that really happened. Um it and Sai's from Atlanta, which makes it strange enough that that. This happened in his own city. What do you guys think of this? I mean,
1: his his... post was serious, though. Mm -hmm. Like Like, it actually made me feel a little emotional. Like, he literally had said, like, I don't know if this is about something I did in the past, but I haven't been living street life for a minute now. And I'm sorry for anything I've done. Like, he seemed spooked about it. So, I don't know. But the thing is it's kind of like every movie and hood tale you ever knew like the streets always end up catching up with you at some point or the other even if you change your life like look at carlito's way i mean (laughs) not to be dramatic about it but i don't know like you can't just kind of take yourself out of the game and be like now i'm a rapper and it's
2: okay so and then we have george zimmerman and six nine still walking around like nothing yeah yes except for them You kill real dudes like Nipsey, and you know what I'm saying? Look at this shit. I don't know, I don't know Si Hai's, um background, his history. I don't know how heavy he was into it. He actually has some good music. But again, you know, this is what we do to ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And a high-profile person, or not as high-profile as, as Nipsey, but what, when does it end? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's, what's the problem? Why are we going after people who actually are trying to move or push something forward that's positive? And again, you have these motherfuckers walking around like, Nothing's touching himself. This is sad, man. And again, to go on if you go on social media to put it out there like that, I normally hate hearing people air this shit out on social media, but you're right, Mary. When I read this, I'm like, God damn, I feel for this dude. So I hope yeah. there's a resolution coming because um, I don't know. We don't want to see another statistic. We yeah. don't want to see another slain rapper in the street or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And for this, we, he doesn't even know why. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean... Shit, he's he's been living God knows where with Kanye for years. Like, who 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 knows where Saha has been? But Saha has been just writing music for other people and making money. Like, you never hear anything bad about Saha besides besides defending Kanye back when the, the heat was on Kanye the most. But mm-hmm. he kind of just does his own thing. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's 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 watch the palette real quick. Right, I know we got a, a last topic, but before we get into that, something because you know we 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 me and Marquis, I think especially when a went a bit hard on the hot girl summer and and you know everything but uh megan the stallion who is announced that she is actually graduating college she did finish college uh even in the midst of being one of the biggest artists in the world right now what do you guys think that 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 message is that message going to be something that i don't know if you guys heard about it or not but like why is is that going to be something that like the people that look up to megan C, and okay well we're behind all of that education is still important what do you guys think
1: absolutely i mean i think i'm the only one here that has a teenage daughter but as the mother of a teenage daughter who actually is a fan of meg the stallion like that's huge i mean it i mean you know, my daughter, this is a whole another story for a whole other show. Maybe it's a yum topic, but you know, the college process is real. If y'all have not gone through that yet, <laughs> like it's truly as a parent, it's like taxing, um, to like go through the application process. And like my daughter second guessed herself and you know, whatever, like throughout it. And this is such a message of reinforcement that, you know what, it's important to hang in there and really follow through with that goal of finishing college. You could be as successful as you want to be, but that's still important. So I'm all for it. I'm proud of her, and I think y'all should eat your words about <laughs> her album. Album still trash. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> oh man,
0: Baylor, what you got?
4: Um, yeah, that's dope. You know what I mean? You don't you don't hear that too much. So shout out to her.
2: All right, Marky, you got anything? Absolutely, absolutely. I think this should be shared a lot more. Um, there should be a lot more coverage on this. And I agree. There needs to be more of a, an incentive or a push just not to be a celebrity, but to actually be educated. Um, I don't know if y'all know this rapper. Her name was Boss. Uh, she came out like 96, 97. Um, female gangster rapper, right? She had one album. It was actually pretty dope. She going to use that to pay her way to, to, through college so she can become a financial, um, um, to, to pay her way to become a CPA or something. You know she just dropped one album, pretty dope, made the money, went to school. No stories on stuff like that. I know there's another rapper who came out um who did lights camera action. No, it wasn't Mr. Cheeks. Um I it forgot who it Mr. was.
4: Cheeks?
2: No, no, it was another rapper who actually um became an attorney. Oh. um right around the same time. I forgot what it was. He had one album um and he became an attorney. He actually is an industry attorney. He said, Because you know what, I got tired of the rappers getting fucked. I decided to become an attorney myself to help these, you know, our people get out of this this contract or this this slave the slave ship. Um, But we need to promote more of this. You know, this, this needs coverage. Um, I love seeing shit like this. Again, the album is okay. Um, but again, it's, I'm, not, I'm not her demo, but that right there, education, I'm for that. And if I had a daughter, this is what you can be. Even though you got a body, yada yada. You, you can do this,
1: though. <laughs>
0: Oh, well, there you go. Some positive news to get off the cleansing of bitch ass niggas and, and assassination attempts. Let's get into something uh, that we, we want to talk about uh, versus. Uh, so they announced that it's going to be D'Angelo versus some mystery friends on the next versus. What do you guys think? This one's going down February 27th. Uh, so 10 days from today. What do you guys think?
1: I mean, one of those friends better be Maxwell, because honestly, I don't know who else really could kind of hold it.
2: Music so maybe Joe? Bilal. It probably has to be like Bilal and the rest of them. Maxwell has a catalog. He can that's no, he can do his own Maxwell, catalog. Yeah. I, I
1: don't think it I be think f- Maxwell would take it. And I was a huge fan of D'Angelo, but Maxwell's versatility is Maxwell got bangers. Yeah. Maxwell got twenty bangers. He does. And Maxwell's vocal range is crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's, true. that's true. I don't know. I'm I mean I, don't, I can't think of too many other people. Joe. Joe may be able to go in Does there. Does Joe
0: have 20
2: bankers,
1: though? I don't think oh, so. That's probably why he said friends.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: Because he's going to need, like, to get a collection of people that can make 20 <laughs> among them. I don't know. I'm excited to see what it's going to be about, though. I mean, that was, like, truly, you know, I was a huge, like, neo-soul head or whatever. So, I'm, I'm here for that. Well, hmm. Would it? Does it have to be a man? Maybe Music Soul Child, Mackie um. Gray or something like that. Does it have to be a man? I got a,
4: music, I got a dub on Music Soul Child. Oh shit.
1: Okay. Angie that Stone. Is... If we want to get messy. Oh god. Yeah, mama. that
2: would be interesting. Mackie, <laughs> who would
1: want it? Who would want to be a part
2: of those friends? Like you're walking in into like our career wasn't that much where I got we're battling a whole dude and I, I'm putting four songs in and I got another four. I wouldn't want to be one of those friends. Yeah, Maybe I mean, wouldn't you, wouldn't you want
0: your name? He- and first of all, that has to be a huge like boost to D'Angelo that you need that they need to bring a, a bunch of friends for you to to, to have a versus. Because it's like, who- I would Would genuine versus D'Angelo be a good matchup? Oh, that's an interesting one. Yeah, out of curiosity, does. This- did
4: D'Angelo have twenty? No, uh, I didn't yeah, think so. so. He would he would out. have twenty if
0: he didn't spend you know ten years on crack.
1: But you know it is it right. is what it is. And then he's like the fattest crackhead I've ever seen. Well, not like, anymore now. Usually but usually get skinny. Exactly. Uh, is, <laughs> is D'Angelo
0: this this the the greatest comeback in music history? To 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 his fan base. No, he. I mean, no, because he came back. He he had that picture where he got released and and looked like ODB a little bit, and then he yeah. he disappeared, came yeah. back in shape, and then he dropped another really good album. I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but he's dropped yeah. some music since then. Since his comeback, that's been really solid, I believe.
1: Give me uh, a sec.
4: Black, good Messiah. Well, I like Black Messiah, right?
1: Yeah, Black Messiah. That, that was well, awesome. how that's fitting would that be for tonight's episode.
4: I got, if, if you don't throw genuine in there, I throw Brian McKnight.
2: Yeah, that's not even a comparison. Like, ugh. Brian got ballads. Like,
4: he's a class of his own. I don't think anyone throw at, at this point, I mean, you might as well throw somebody out there. Nobody's pretty much even at this point. So uh-huh. you threw genuine in there.
2: <laughs> <me>. I didn't throw <laughs> genuine in there. That was me.
4: No, yeah.
2: but see, I'm just they saying. Alicia I, keys and... And, um, Alicia Key's um, already Ryan, went um, No, no, no. They do Alicia Keys against John. That's what I'm saying. So why couldn't he be a woman? Yo, it like, can. see, Erica I, Badu I might have Erica, Erica Badu would have been good. It
4: can. I just if don't feel do like it gotta be even. I just want Erica Badu
2: already even. too. That's what I'm saying. It would have been good if if it was Erica Badu, that might have been a good battle. But I'm sorry, Baylor. Go ahead. Just and
0: just yeah, for uh, FYI, so um, D'Angelo has three albums, all three went platinum. The Black Messiah that dropped in 2014 was ranked in the top 10 albums of the year in every major pub- publication that that came out in that year.
1: It wasn't that dope. I'm just yeah, I'm, I'm just lying. saying the accolades well, that it got. Oh, yeah. I, what were the, what were the pickings in 2014 in that genre? You know what I mean? That, I think that's what that was based on. Yeah, I'll go back. I'm a fan base, so they're going to remember it. I mean, listen, that How Does It Feel album was everything. But that was the second one that was bad, yeah,
0: you, know, you know that I mean? was it for him to me yeah 2014 was a rough year for him I mean for R&B yeah it was yeah I'm looking at this list now stuff that came out
4: oh uh, nothing is, uh, this is
2: not yeah good. okay I can see why you know oh, there's this a shortage is, this is rough <laughs> Jesus uh, I mean Chris Brown 10
0: yeah Chris Brown what else I mean
2: I didn't really listen to Escape. Michael Jackson. escape Casey
1: Cole came out with something that year. I don't mm-hmm. even remember that album.
2: Uh, Michael Jackson. I feel came like the
1: End Friends part is gonna make this less of a verses and more of a showcase. But that's just my
2: So they can go back to your tour, your tour idea. Yeah. Ciara Taylor party. Seven came out that year. Yeah, she came out. Yeah, Khalees came out, which you know, K Michelle.
1: But that was her decline too.
2: Uh, Prince came out. Well, Prince always came out. That's rough. Yeah,
4: that was a rough year. Okay, all yeah. right. Uh, Tank came out. Kim came out. Take advantage while you Magnus can. Came out. It is what this it is. is that, that on top of it being a Lopez. comeback
0: for him, it makes sense to why it was rated so high then. So
2: Jennifer Lopez came out. Ooh, okay. okay, yeah, we're done. Uh,
0: we're done on that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fi- <laughs> final, fi- final, final vote for who the friends are. Let's all just uh, take a vote. At least one. You don't have to get the whole list, but one of these friends that are gonna show up. What you guys think?
1: I'm, I'm speaking
0: gonna... with Maxwell. Okay. I think Tank's gonna be one.
1: i mm. I'm you gonna
0: really? go with I'm gonna go with Music Soul Child. Okay. Okay. See my issue with it, well, if it's somebody well, like Music Soul Child, like and he agreed to come on as one of the friends, that's bullshit because he needs his own headline. But
2: that's just So would you would you think um that someone would pay homage like Frank Ocean or something like that? Just to mm. kind of make it a little hot.
1: I would think a Bryson Tiller would make that a little hot. If we're oh. going like just showcasing and kind of trying to get a new school person too, <laughs> the weekend probably can take a week off because it actually we could we'll pass on him.
2: Yeah, I, I I think it would probably be somebody new. So um, just to to make it a little, if it's going to be friends, it's going to be somebody from the new neo soulish. Um, generation that's my guess
1: maybe sir that would be cool okay yeah,
0: yeah. I guess we'll see this is going to be interesting a while. it's embarrassing yeah <laughs> we'll see who these friends are uh, but that's it for this segment let's go ahead we're going to take a break uh, when we come back we got some shit to get into we got an album and a movie to review but we'll be right back after
3: this What's up, everybody? This is Dan, a.k.a. Dan on Drugs. And I am Afro Becky, a.k.a. Afro Becky. And we are the Black Law and Lies podcast. podcast, a weekly legal podcast for the culture. Each week, we have conversations with our co-host, Anne, a licensed and practicing slash ratchet ass attorney, as well as myself, a rehabilitated criminal and our lovely, esteemed moderator, Afro Becky. Most of our topics are legal in nature, and we discuss them in a relatable way. We release new episodes every Tuesday. Yo, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Or you can find us on social media at Black Law Podcast. So check us out. Or don't. Hey! What? Sometimes people do like the opposites.
0: All right, beautiful people. Uh, So Judas and the Black Messiah, not only are going to be reviewing the movie later on in the show... We got to review the album first. What do you guys make of this album, Marky? I'm gonna come to you first on this
2: one. I thought it was dope. Um, I love the blend. I love the the content. Um, so they, they try to tie it in. Um, I guess sort of like American Gangster. Whoever curated the soundtrack, um, it was dope. It had that b boy feel. It had that um that that era of of uh, uh, hip hop appreciation. Some of the new artists, I really didn't feel. Um, but overall, it's a really, really good album. Even though I'm Rock Hems, when I first heard the Rock Hems song, I was like, all right, this is a little rough. But then I, I had to stop and step back because of everything I listened to, pay attention to it, and I'm like, all right, this is dope. This is a, a good um, picture that was being painted. I thought the, the album on, as a whole was about a good four, four and a half.
0: Okay, that's fair enough, fair enough. Baylor?
4: That, it was, it's a good album to clean up to, I guess. I think, I thought I thought... To me, they put out that that first single, and I, I my expectations was high after that. And then when I heard the whole album, and I got excited when I saw Rakim name at the bottom, I said, "All right." And then going through the whole album, yeah, I mean, it's yep,
1: nope.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I got so real quick. I gotta say, Hit Boy surprised me. Um, his first half of the song, I was like, eh. But then the sec- other half of it, I was like, ah, oh, this is pretty cool, I forgot, I didn't even realize it was him the second time, because I was listening to it in the background. And, you
1: know, I like it. Okay. Mary? Um, I think I share everyone's sentiment. For me, the track list had me hype. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, the first track that leaked, or was released, whatever, was the Nipsey and Jay one, at least out here. Mm-hmm and that was dope um first of all it's just always comforting to hear nip's voice right like um so i'm always going to be here for that and to have nip and jay on the same track was was fire right and like even the content the lyrical content of that joint got you hyped for the movie too like it was really but then the rest of the album wasn't as stellar (laughs) um but it was solid you know and uh yeah i mean well just the nas joint too i thought was was fire and after that everything else was kind of mediocre but you know i I enjoyed it
0: (laughs) i mean in the jay-z song was great and the fact that jay-z was born the same day fred hampton died is just fucking meta you can't you can't write that um meta is he said
1: that though before in other songs oh did he Okay, uh,
0: yeah. but to me, the first, so the first track is is just the intro, it's Fred Hampton Jr. basically talking, but the f- next four songs after that were all probably the best on the album to me. The Her track, the Nas track, mm-hmm. Black Thought, and then Nipsey and J. Mm-hmm. all back to, like, it's like, they got all that shit out the way, and then everything else was like, cool it wasn't uh, there wasn't anything that stood out as like just horrible it was all cool but those four tracks all back to back you could just take everything else off and make this a a ep and that would have been enough for me
1: yeah i agree agreed it
0: just it sucks because the track listing made this i was so disappointed by masego jid and rhapsody that oh my god (laughs) yeah Nah. I took my earphones right off. <laughs> oh my god! You talking about three artists that I individually, I I love Masego. JID is is bananas to me, and y'all know how I feel about Rhapsody as a, as a rapper and an artist in general. So like seeing that on the track list, I was like, this is this may be the best track on the album. And when, much like Baylor, about fifty seconds to a minute into this, I was like, this is going to be horrible, isn't it? Wasn't good.
2: What do you think of the um the ASAP the ASAP Rocky song? It
0: was forgettable nah. to me, because I don't remember it. And
2: that's the thing. The second time... So the first time I heard it, I was like, eh. And I listened to it again. And I was like, all right. But I turned it all the way up in the car, in the background. I was like, all right, I'm good. And that's the uh-huh. thing. When I had the whole soundtrack playing when I was on a long drive, like I said, a lot of it, some of the new shit kind of skippable. But the rest of it was a, was a good feel. My only an issue, again, is... I, I see what they tried to do to tie it into the, to the album. I didn't see the how this um would live under um the title of this out the the movie you know what i mean it didn't fit well um and like i said american gangster you see how that worked but this didn't i didn't see how this correlated with the movie as well
0: it's a difference right american gangster was a concept album meaning that it was built it was Completely built around the the theme of that film. This is music. Mm-hmm. This is labeled as music inspired by the film. So like, I think if you would have had okay. one artist do it, maybe it would have been something different. But like we so have, go ahead. Take Black Panther. Mm-hmm. that's fit the album. That fit the movie. What well, th- Even well, uh, to 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 the credit though, it had an executive producer of of Kendrick Lamar. But at the same time, Black Panther was such a cultural phenomenon. Literally anything in that album, as long as the music's good, would have felt like it felt fit that movie because it was of us.
1: Well, I think we'll have to save the rest of this conversation for when we review the movie. <laughs> because yeah. that just prompted me to want to go in and Okay, we'll get there. I, I do want to
0: ask one question from uh, to Marquis before we go. You talked yeah. about Dom Kennedy when we was looking at the track list. What did that did that track do anything for you? No.
2: Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. No. All right. <laughs> that was mary's favorite that was mary's favorite oh, that was she Mary. was looking she had high hopes yeah. oh, it was was Mary.
1: I, I actually really like don kennedy i feel like he's so underrated but that was a forgettable track for me as well so it's,
4: yeah, it's, it's hey, to, be, hey, to be fair though marquis i do got it running back in the car real loud but this is the thing though we all know this when you hear an album for the first time like i get it Chill out on calling it an instant classic. All right, I can get that, but you know when you really like an album and you want to run it back. I had no interest on in running this back. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Sucks, but you know, I mean, that, out, that, out, that, out, J, over, that over. Jay and Nip track,
4: I did played play like one hundred and fifty thousand times. Yeah,
0: I mean, the Jay and Nip track definitely. I think anything would Nip at this point, point. Um, and, and Nas and Hit Boy at this point, anything Nas does in the future, Hit Boy needs to needs to be the producer of. It's that like, is true. Like it's it's so rare that you get a producer that feels like, like it, I don't know, it's just their chemistry and what they're able to produce is just amazing. I need three more albums with Nas and Hit Boy. That's
2: it. Mm. And the, another producer that that brought the best out of him was Premier. I'm surprised That's he never true. did a whole album with Premier. Yeah.
4: Who knows? I All need right, a, a know, Premiere I need a,
0: a beat. <laughs> well, something that we debuted last week and is coming back. Marquee has black people like rock too. What's going on, bro? What you got for us this week?
2: So I'll keep this real quick, simple. And I looked back um, at a particular band that was around '92, um, right around you know Public Enemy and everything. um, Body Count, Ice T's band, and they had a song on on the album Body Count, Cop Killer, caused so much controversy back then. They had they had that label so much pressure on them they removed the um song off the album and if you had that album with body with cop killer on it it was worth a shitload so my question to you all how do you think that song would be taken by the culture today
1: mm.
0: considering the times that we live in especially depending on if this if that if that would have dropped like six months ago I think mm-hmm. it, I think it would have it would have the riots that we saw wouldn't have been riots they would have been wars.
4: Yep Yep, that shit would have took off.
1: Yeah, we're
2: you know influenced. We're, we're influenced by music like that. You know what's fucked up? You just said six months ago.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Back then, it would have been years. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want the crack epidemic and everything else? That would have been. It would have been a fight for a long time. N.W.A. That whole battle with the cops. Yeah. That was a that was a minute, but now we forgot about that shit six months ago. If this would have came out six months, if it comes out now, eh. Yeah.
0: And, and that's the thing is that depending on when you time something like that, um, especially in like the mental duress that we were in as a culture, like that would have lit a fire under so many people who were already fed up, tired, ready to fight already, that the next time a cop said something out the way, it would have erupted into a fucking
2: massacre. Both yeah. sides. Yeah. So, I can imagine someone turning their stereo up when they get pulled over. <laughs>
0: Jesus, Jesus, but yeah, that that's it on that one. I got nothing left. Anybody else?
4: No, you heard it right, but
2: um, No, this first came out, because you you were there, right?
4: Yeah, no, I remember the outrage <laughs> we was more so making fun of him because we were like, yo, what the hell are you doing? At that time, though, you got to remember, we used to we used to him like. Mm-hmm. That's one of the OGs right there, mm-hmm. and so when he went into that, when he went into that field, he was like, "This nigga is crazy."
0: I mean, he was one <laughs> of the first to really embrace rock. In 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 that, I mean, who when we look at it, like who was the first rapper to really heavily embrace rock music? I think it was Run DMC. I mean, I they had it. a song. Like, I don't, I don't look at that as heavily embracing it. Like, they had a song. It 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 was great. I think sometimes we overstate. That, like, don't get me wrong, it was a great cultural moment, but I don't, Mm -hmm. like, what else did they do with rock after that? Not much. So, would you say Beastie Boys? Definitely. Definitely.
1: Well, were they rappers? or? And mind you, I'm a huge Beastie Boys fan, but were they rappers or were they rockers that were influenced by rap? I kind of think it was the other, the
2: last. They started as a punk band, yeah, but they got heavy hit and it was introduced as a hip-hop band before they were a punk band. And then they stayed hip-hop with samples, with a lot of guitar rock samples?
4: Yeah, you know what? That is a that is a good question, because after that, the, like the formula was to every so often we'll see like Limp Bizkit, um, but they also did a track with, didn't they have a track with Jay?
0: No, you're thinking of uh,
4: Linkin Park. Linkin Park, my bad, Linkin Park. Yeah. But, I mean, that was the formula, like, we wanted to mix it to because of what Run DMC had started, but I don't know who, I'm not sure who really introduced this or whoever, and I don't know. I don't well, know. It's a good question.
2: There was a couple of things. I think um, House of Pain um, kind of infused it a bit, and there was that soundtrack, Judgment Night, where they had a bunch of rappers with a bunch of heavy metal bands. Mm. Like you yeah. had Ice Cube with um, um Metallica or whatever like it was a big fusion mix up soundtrack that was um incorporated. Um if anybody's to 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 get credit for it it would have to be Rick Ross.
4: Rick Ross?
2: Not Rick Ross, Rick Rubin, excuse me, Rick oh, Rubin. Yeah, oh Rick yeah, Rick Rubin. My bad. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. yeah, Rick Rubin. For sure.
0: Yeah. For sure. For sure.
2: He bridged gaps. Uh
0: maybe that's what we need to talk about next week. Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin. I like it. All right. Let's go ahead. We're going to move into our TV and film section. Uh, next up, we got uh, a new documentary for Biggie coming uh, from that was produced by uh, by Diddy. Uh, it's coming to Netflix February 15th, which is oh no, it was revealed February 15th. I'm sorry. It just start streaming March 1st. What do you guys make of this uh, documentary that's going to be released from Biggie? Marky, what you got?
2: I think it's going to be. <laughs> um, this as is Biggie, but a lot of Diddy in it. <laughs> It's gonna be a little massaging in there. Yeah. You're not know, gonna get a lot of truth. I'm I'm sorry. This is gonna be real biased. I I don't know if he should be the one doing this one. To be honest with you. Mm. So.
1: Well, I did yeah. hear that that Biggie's mom also like signed off and was a part of it. So. Yeah. Yeah, but at this point, know. she
0: kind of signs off on anything Puffy does.
1: I don't know that I co-signed that statement. <laughs> Okay. Cause I just don't know. So, I mean, I will tell you that Big's children are super, super protective of him and his legacy. Um, When I was at High 97, it was the 20, we did like a special at Summer Jam for his 20th anniversary of his passing. And you know, his daughter designed like the t-shirts and they were like insistent on really like producing that segment of the show okay. so i mean i don't his mother didn't have anything to do with it and i've never met her so i can't speak on that but i do know his kids don't play games when it comes to him okay. so now the thing that does make me
0: more hopeful that this i mean there is going to be some massaging in it but uh this has been uh, this started production four years ago so they've taken some time to really craft this it actually uh was originally announced in 2017 um so um, it, hopefully that times means that they're really working with people we know that uh faith evans uh little c's have all are are going to make appearances in this so hopefully you know they're telling their side of the story truthfully and and just being open and honest which i'm sure they they will be but i don't diddy being as involved in this always is going to raise some eyes but that
4: that's his dude what do you expect i don't um, trust it <laughs> <laughs> I bought the Biggie duets though. Did y'all buy that? Hell yeah, I bought Biggie no, Duet. I, I bought it, the yeah. I bought what, that what was that?
0: 2006 <laughs> when that came out.
4: The Biggie duets. That's just the bang. Yeah, Biggie duets was dope. Um, yeah. yeah.
2: What was the line? Um,
4: oh, what was Killer? Uh,
2: um, MG, MGK. He said Kells The day you put out a hit. The day did he admit he put the hit out that got pot killed? Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. why why bring that up
0: here sometimes I feel feel like sometimes I feel like you're the joker from the dark you just want to see the world burn like for no fucking reason like you just want to see the world burn
3: (laughs) oh man
0: okay let's get off this before Marquis sets the world ablaze we have a movie to review I think we're all kind of excited uh, to get to and it's you know one of the main points of this show this week we're going to be reviewing Judas and the Black Messiah um i really don't know where to start with this one this movie frustrated the holy shit out of me um and not for like for a few different reasons but mary i think you were the most boisterous about it in our group group chat so let's come to you first on this one what do you what's your review your take your feelings on this film
1: so i guess to summarize i thought it was good but i was expecting it to be great Mm -hmm. and i was disappointed um First of all, I will say that Daniel Kalua acted his ass off. He did such a great job. He became Fred Hampton, I really did feel like. But unfortunately to me, I feel like due to the way that it was edited, and I'm assuming that because you literally felt like, you know, there were like chops and, and missing pieces in the storyline. Um, and even like the way it would cut from one scene to the next, you could just tell like the editing was not seamless, and, and I felt like it impacted our connection to the journey. Um, so, you know, Daniel Colwood acted his ass off. He did a great job. Lakeith Stanfield, I have to say, he played himself. <laughs> um, you think so? I will so? This yes. is one of the
0: first times he, I feel like he didn't. That whole awkward I, thing that he I does, I felt like
1: he totally did. Hmm. Like he's the same dude, like in practically everything he's in, and even all the interviews. Like I felt like he was totally himself. Um, but I like who he is so it was I mean even though he was doing a shitty thing in this um, you know you still kind of like he's a likable guy so um, and I do think maybe for dramatic purposes they should have made it I don't know the fact that he didn't have a close relationship with Fred Hampton prior to all the snitching kind of made you not vilify him as much as you sort of wanted to going into it. Or maybe it was just me. But it was kind of like, you did sort of see his perspective a little bit. Like, well, I don't know these motherfuckers. I have no connection to them. And I'm just trying to get, save my own ass. It, it like I felt like the previews made it out more like he actually had some sort of loyalty that he broke there. So it wasn't so earth shattering. Um, I felt like even the scene where Fred Hampton was killed was like not, was kind of anticlimactic. Mm. Um, I mean, again, it was good, it was good. But I mean, for me, maybe it will be more impactful for people who didn't kind of already know the story. But for me, I was expecting to get sucked into their world, kind of like you did with Malcolm X and maybe, Denzel is the pinnacle and that movie, Malcolm X, is the pinnacle of like a black history period piece because you really felt like you went along the journey with him and like you were in that world and you felt the pain in the end when he died and you felt, you know, the transformation when he went to Islam and you and I was expecting to feel that with this movie and I didn't. Um, So, yeah, it was, you know. It was decent. It was good, but it just wasn't what I was expecting. And I must also say, it was most disappointing that the actual songs from the soundtrack were not even in the movie. It was like I was expecting to hear something, and it just wasn't there either.
0: Well, so, so the, the support, the soundtrack was the the music inspired by. It wasn't the score, and so. Right. because it wasn't the score, it wasn't in the movie at all. Uh, I know we talked about that a little bit but like, I think especially with period pieces and when you have modern music, they usually don't make the score. So that didn't surprise me. I've seen so many. No, I'm not. That's why I said they usually don't. I know that they do in some. I'm just saying like they don't always. So I maybe that was the tone they were going for. And then a lot with like the cinematographer, a lot of the color palette and stuff he used were all things back then. So maybe that was like the mandate on this, is that they wanted the music to feel like something not modern, but back then. But you know, that's just me trying to rationalize so, it in my head.
2: So you you pointed up something out. Um Great Gatsby, they infuse that well. A lot of that hip hop. Um American gangster out. as well. Yeah. They infuse a lot of that. My problem with this is if they would have put that soundtrack to this movie, yeah, I'd have had a problem with that. I'm sorry. That didn't work well for me at all. Um, Bailey, you want to jump in or you want me to just jump on do mine real quick?
4: No, you go ahead. i cooking.
2: So, for me, um, there's a couple of things I took away from this. It felt like if I would have went to, movie, to the movies to see this, I probably would have been pissed. Because it felt like it was a Netflix or HBO movie, honestly. Um... Something that it he be said. More? <laughs> seriously, if I didn't get that for free on on HBO Max, I I probably would have been pissed off, because um, my expectations were really high. So a lot of paid to, you know. Um, one of a couple of things that he said when he said, um, "Why do you use a badge?" He said, "It's actually much more powerful than a gun." Mm-hmm. Honestly, niggas are scared of a badge. That was poignant. Yeah. Um, a couple of things about him that pissed me off, and when he asked him. What, how did you feel when Martin died? And how did you feel when Malcolm died? He was like, well, didn't bother me. So it just showed you what type of nigga this is. I don't care about black people. I just care about myself. Um, and when he told you, he looked up who he looked up to. He looked up to an FBI agent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's who he looked up to. So you know this motherfucker is a sellout right away. And my last point I'll make, I hate this. I hate this. When I watch certain actors, white actors, play these roles so well, they do it too well. Like Martin, Martin Sheen, Des Jager and, and Jesse Plemons. Like, you see what I'm saying? They play these roles too well. It was sort of like Keeper Sutherland and, um, um, to kill a time to kill. Like you play a racist too fucking well. You know what I mean? You, 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 uh, that that always bothers me. So other than that, that's my review. Um, I'm good. I don't need to watch it again.
0: See, and here's my take on this film. And uh, so I've, I've watched it twice. And once I changed it to this perspective, it kind of made sense. Like, A, and I'm, my, my opinion is reverse for Mary's. I, I actually think that Lakeith did a better job than Daniel Kalua. I think Daniel Kaluuya was doing an impersonation of Fred Hampton, and he didn't embody the role. That's just my take on it. Still a powerful performance, but that is different. But I think that this movie was told from William O'Neill's perspective, and because of that, it didn't get as deep as what it could have. And this is where, when you cast two people, the two probably of the biggest names of black male actors coming up in Hollywood right now, you try to find a strike a balance between screen time between the two. I almost think if they would have casted an almost unknown as William O'Neill and let this be Daniel Kalua's chance to play Fred Hampton and the focus be on him the movie would have been a lot more meaningful but because and I get you want to tell a little bit about William O'Neill because of what he did and and you want to highlight that but I just really think that if you look at it this was almost told from that perspective and not the perspective of Fred Hampton we get introduced into the world through almost everything through William O'Neill's eyes and because of that I think that it, it took out some of the passion that we could have felt for Fred Hampton's character unless you already know the story that's my thoughts
1: well one thing and that's I know Baylor you didn't get your chance but one thing there too is that it just jumped from you know um from Lakeith's character O'Neal being propositioned I guess to infiltrate the Panthers to then all of a sudden you just see him in there so you don't even see how he like how he became a part of them. You don't see him go sign up. You don't like. I don't know. I just felt like there there was not a good transition like into the like the next phase of things. So you didn't really feel like you were a part of that journey, and then you weren't so emotionally connected. You know and what I'm saying? Just
2: just to add on for a little bit of that, like when um um the RZA um Ashton when he got killed, like mm-hmm. or shot and the, um and how did that happen he just saw dudes walking the cops in and he I, came like, in and i just
1: opened that you gun?
0: called him the a yeah. <laughs> and then even <laughs> his, even his death like they, they like the ed, that's the choppy editing that mary's mentioned because <laughs> they show so him yeah, in like, in the hospital bed then rolling and then it's just like oh well inferred that he that he was murdered it's yeah this movie yeah, should have been it's three hours long and
1: then oh. the scene where dude from uh the hate you give gets killed and has a little standoff with the cops yeah that was terrible too. It was like the corniest thing. Like Marquis said, it felt like I, I could, and I have no, you know, video skills whatsoever, but I feel like I could have made a steamy alleyway and created that, <laughs> like it felt like amateur hour there. So I don't know. And, and the whole shooting up at the building and
2: everything, like,
4: Hold, that let's, was, let's give Baylor a chance. Hold up.
1: Baylor, go, sorry, ahead. go ahead.
2: I'm sorry, go
4: ahead. Well, I mean, I actually thought it was dope. I took it for what it was. Um, <laughs> The fact that we wanted to see so much, how much do you expect to get in an hour and 30, 40, 50 minute film? I mean, nah, it was over 2, two hours, hours long. That was I, problem. I was going I was, was going to add them. I was going to add more. I was going to add more. <laughs> Let me get to it. Slow down. <laughs> the fact the point that I'm trying to get to is that this wasn't a Netflix original. You know what I mean? We didn't get we didn't get episodes of this. So y'all looking for details that they probably didn't put in because they probably they didn't have enough time. My thing is, I took it for what it, what it was worth, and that is go do your own research. I knew about the ending. I knew about certain details that were shown in the movie, but there was a lot that was left out because you have to go do your own research. As far as the acting, I thought everything was phenomenal. Didn't have a problem with that. I didn't care for listening to any of the soundtrack music on there. I didn't really care for that. I just wanted to watch and see how they performed and how accurate it was going to be to the facts that we already have. There was a lot of stuff left out because I mean, we are talking about a two hour film, like it's not, it's going to be difficult to, I guess you can squeeze in. Look, he signed up to be a a member. Okay. That's cool. You give him about five, 10 minutes of that, but they didn't, they left it out. They assumed that you were going to understand this is what happened. So my thing is I took it for what it was worth. It was good for me to, the the ending was pretty sad for me at the end of the day, none of us was there. So we don't know exactly what really happened. We just know what the ending result. So they painted a picture. Of course, it's not gonna be fully accurate because the main person that can tell the the story is not here.
0: Bro, I think How that's a you, bit of an excuse. Well, the wife was because involved. We, we we get plenty of biopics where the person is gone and we still get <laughs> new perspectives on, on what happened. I think like, and to say that they didn't have enough time there are movies that do more than what this did in 90 minutes and this one was 120 minutes. So the, it had time. I think the thing that it, it wasn't a focused effort. They didn't focus on what story they wanted to tell and they split time between the two and it made it ultimately made both sides of the story felt like there were parts missing. I guarantee you if a director's could they probably film this. I, I I don't I don't know for a fact but I would probably guess that they filmed more than enough content to flesh out the story. I don't know if it was a Warner Brothers thing to say let's keep it right at tw- at two hours or what it was but I don't think that time can be used as an excuse in film that's two hours. If it was 90 minutes I, if it I was 86 minutes
4: I could see that. Would, but two hours? I wouldn't necessarily call it an excuse. I mean it's, it's a fact. You know how many characters we had in this film if we broke down every single detail with each character it, that's a lot of time. I don't get it. Nobody's saying do, break down the characters, do character. the,
0: the, the details with every character. We're saying the two main character. If, you're, if, you're, if your main two characters in this are Fred Hampton and ultimately the story that you're trying to tell is Fred Hampton as a 21-year-old rising to the point to where the FBI has taken out a hit on him and using... Uh, Bill O'Neill, William O'Neill to do that, that's the story you need to focus on. It's its not that you need to flesh out we need to get the life story of every single side character in this. That's not what What I think anybody's so saying. More, so, so what more do you, did you want that they didn't give out? First of all, they didn't, they didn't highlight the fact that Fred Hampton was only twenty-one years old. The fact that Bill O'Neill was seventeen was seventeen when he when he because that that p- plays a p- big part into why he was so impressionable from the get-go. He was seventeen years old, and then they don't really tell the story of the fact that they did have a closer relationship than what was depicted in this film. He was Fred Hampton's
4: the the top guy in his personal security. You don't get any of that from this movie. You just okay. think he's a random Black Panther character. Let me let me let me raise my hand. So them highlighting their age is going to make the movie that much better? It it it's the psychology <laughs> in it. Yes.
1: Yeah. I
4: I guess I guess I guess I'm different then because that made me want to go research. And then when yes. I found out like yo, he he was only such and he was only that makes the movie more dope to me. But uh, you know, I get it. Well,
1: and but but I think the and I to your point Baylor, I do think listen, if it inspires people to research, that is dope. But I also feel like to your point, Hayes. Yes, a big thing that was missing was like the relationship between the two of them. It didn't blossom. It just looked like he was one of many people in the camp, and it wasn't like they really became bros. So that's why you weren't so like appalled at what LaKeith was doing because it was like, well, he barely knows his dude. Just trying to cover his ass and like. He didn't care about these dudes, and nobody really knew what the Panthers would mean to the culture and to society until it was over and done with. So it wasn't like he really thought he was, you know, taking down something that was, you know, integral to his race. It just was kind of like, I'm just doing what I have to do to get out of my situation.
2: I don't know. I got got a question. How impactful, if if you were introducing this to a 16, 17-year-old and, you know, they did some research, and this is their first impression of what the Black Panthers represent and how the rise of it and how much of a threat that the FBI saw saw them as. Do you think that made that impression, that would be a lasting impression on, on someone watching this movie that's around 16, 17? That they would no. see how... how
1: I watched it saying. with my 17-year-old, and but here's the thing. She saw a panther. I don't know if you guys remember that movie, yeah, so she's yeah. seen that already. So she's already, so yeah. So she already had, like, a built-in kind of knowledge of things. But she didn't like this movie whatsoever, actually. So. Let me let me ask you all a question. And, Bella, you touched on something. Um,
2: would this been much better if it was, like, a limited series of six episodes? Something like that?
0: No. I think if, if we look at, like, when they see... Like, depending on who... If you get the right team, it's almost always better to do long-form
2: storytelling. So should this have been more of a focus... To, to stretch it out, so we can have much more detail on, you know, character development and transition. Should we start start focusing on that? Because again, this felt like a Netflix film.
4: Yeah, if you're gonna go to, I mean, that's please you trying to please everybody. Yeah.
2: No, nah, I'm just trying to. Okay. I, I want to. I want to. I want to enjoy what I want to. I want a more detailed understanding. I want to see the relationship. I want a real picture painted out, and I want it fleshed out. Or fleshed out. Um, and and thought about it. You want to feel like you're
1: a part of the journey. I mean, even, like, one thing, and we all had mixed feelings about one night in Miami, but at the very least, we felt like we were a part of that night. (laughs) Like, we were, you felt the feels, you know what I'm saying, with it. Like, I think that was missing. All those little missing parts that I agree with you, Hayes, I feel like they're out there somewhere. I feel like they recorded them, they just edited them out. Um, I, and I mean, we're saying this giving them credit, (laughs) because I don't know, but... I feel like that's what was missing. Those pieces like would have established that connection and we don't have that. So it's like, it was cute. It was, you know, cool, but it wasn't like, wow, the way I was. And I feel like I've waited over a year for this damn movie. So I think that made me more like, is that all there is?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember we talked about this um, a couple of months ago. Everybody was excited about this. Yeah.
1: I was expecting this to be like movie of the year for me. So (laughs) this was. (laughs) I just said,
2: don't fuck it up. That's all I (laughs)
1: said. I mean, and they didn't listen. They they didn't fuck
0: it up. It just it could have definitely been better. It could have been more fleshed out. But I mean, overall, I mean, it's it's better that we got it than we didn't. Because for the people who do see it and do want to do research, that's good because they're going to find a lot more information there. And then you know it, nothing's gonna be. It's very rare that things are universally loved, so it was never gonna probably be that anyway. So, it just kind of is what it is.
2: Agreed. Malcolm X was
1: it was, but look
0: who did that! Look who you have involved in Malcolm X. You have the a person who was who at that time was like so engulfed in telling black stories in Spike Lee and Denzel Washington that it's just like that's a that's a legendary combo. So.
1: Yeah, but can I tell you? You want to talk about editing? I feel like most of Spike Lee's movies are like at least fifteen minutes too long, and you're like, uh, "We could have just did without this scene or that." Malcolm X was like perfection, honestly. It was like everything about it was just great.
2: And he didn't but win for that, did he? Denzel <laughs> didn't win for that. No, he didn't win for that.
1: He deserved yeah. to win for that. We know that
2: we, but he run for um,
1: the Hurricane King right?
2: Kong ain't got no training. Oh, yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, all right, let's move on to something else where I get pissed off. Even
1: the hurricane uh, is great. Yeah, even Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Philadelphia,
2: Philadelphia
0: is fucking phenomenal. Right? Like, so underrated. When you when you talk about a master class in acting, Tom Hanks and Denzel, I'm surprised they never paired up again. That was a fucking amazing combination.
2: That's I think that's why they would have been forced, Um okay. like they did with Meg Ryan. And if you put certain characters because they have chemistry together, and you put them back together again. Like Richard Gere and um um, what's her name? Red hair. Julia Roberts. Yo, Julia man. Roberts. And They did do second movie. It was horrible. Same thing with Tom Hanks and um, Meg Ryan. Anytime they do a nah, second they movie, a try few to pair good them ones together,
1: together. Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Yeah. You got mail. You got mail. You got mail. You got mail. It was great.
0: All right. You've got Mel ma- Bro, I on. I I refuse I to accept on. any slander on you've got Mel. I'm too. sorry. I'm you've like, got Mel is is, is is amazing piece of uh, pieces of film, but Joe right.
1: versus the Volcano. Oh, come
0: on. Okay, now you you jumped the shark. Uh, we're going to go ahead and I'm saying, no, they were, they were together in that. <laughs> we're going to go ahead. We're going to take our last break. When we come back. We're going to talk about the Rock and Roll, Roll Hall of Fame nominees. We'll be right back after this. <laughs>
3: Being a mom is probably the most rewarding thing that I've ever done. I have my own
4: company, but I'm a mom first.
3: A young other mom, it's not an experience like any other. When you're young, you're growing with your kid. You're growing into that identity. Developing
1: and creating a community of moms that are basically sharing information with one another so that we can be stronger moms. Perfect imperfection, beautiful chaos, doing the best you can every day, falling down nine times but getting up 10. As long as you are led by love, you kind of can't lose. Moms coming together to share information so that we can be great parents for our our children. Us being the change we wanted to see in the world. Yum came into existence. All right, we're back
0: from from break. We got one last topic. I figured it would be a great thing to end on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees. We got Jay-Z, LL Cool J, uh, Mary and Mary J. Blige all among the uh, the nominees for this year. All three have to get in, right? Yep. Okay. Well, okay. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Marky. What you got?
2: There were a lot of nominees, right? Because um, who else was on it? Who else was on the list?
0: Uh,
1: give me a second to get that pulled up. Keep talking.
2: Hey, Aretha Franklin wasn't on it, right? No.
4: Okay.
1: Wait, has Aretha not already been nominated and won? All right. So you mean so, to tell me she did not get her so, flowers while she was here to receive them?
0: So we got uh Marys, well, we, other than the people we named already, uh Shaka Khan, mm-hmm. Carol Chaka King, Khan. Rage Against mm-hmm. the Machine, Tom Ruggins, and Tina Turner. And, and, Dion Dion Warwick. Warwick. and Dion Warwick, right? Oh yeah, Dion Warwick is and Iron Maiden as well. So Foo Fighters too. Foo Fighters, Oh, they got to get it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Nah, this is hard. <laughs> there's a lot of good this talent is, here actually. Yeah, there's a And I feel like usually these people be picking nominees out of their asses, but Yeah,
0: I mean, so this is the Foo Fighters and Jay-Z. That's both their first year of being nominated. They're both first ballot. They got to get in. Um Damn it. I'm,
2: well, I'm, so well, hold on. Look, Shaka Khan, Kay mm-hmm. Bush, Devo, Foo Fighters, The Go-Go's, Iron Maiden, Jay-Z, Shaka Khan, Carol King, Tina Turner, Dionne Warwick. Bruh, this is a hell of a class.
1: It is. All, All right. I got to say is Dionne Warwick. Dion, She's like the Tina best on Twitter.
0: Turner? <laughs> I'm surprised Tina hasn't already been
2: in. I, I thought she was in already. That's... I could have sworn she was in. I can, I think, Um. I can, I don't know. I don't know. This is hard. Wait,
1: wait, wait. Did you just say Ike?
2: <laughs> no, no. I think uh, there was something we there was don't something want Ike. <laughs> no, of course not. No, I thought she was nominated. For, I think she was um in. Um, I thought she was already inducted for something else. But no, looks like she's. I don't know. OK, so do you. Does Jay-Z
0: get in before them? Jay-Z's definitely got to get in before them.
4: So that's ridiculous, but everybody got to get in.
0: Yeah, I, this, you know what? I mean, honestly, looking at this list, the only people that I could say for sure, for me, that I wouldn't care about getting in, are Kate Bush and Carol King.
1: Oh, but Carol King
0: is dope. She is, but I mean, if I'm saying if I have to leave, I don't know how many. If I have to leave anybody off, it's going to be those two. Because Rage has to get in, Tina Turner yeah. has to get in, LL Cool J has to get in, Mary J Blige has to get in, Dionne Warwick has to get like Iron Maiden has to
2: get what? The, how is Iron Maiden not in the Shot Rock and, and Roll Hall of Fame? has to get in how many people how many groups can get in you actually get in like me, what's the look
0: that up i'll do some research oh
2: shit
0: what how many is it
2: i don't know so i'm looking i'm oh. we make up eight percent of rock and roll hall of fame inductees wow this is and it's crazy well let me ask you this um Okay, if it so it's Nirvana. five to
0: seven a year. Is who gets in the rock and oh, roll That makes that that really tough.
2: So then I'm gonna say this: I don't think Foo Fighters need to get in yet. If you look at this list, Iron Maiden. Um, I'm sorry, i out of this. Ooh, yeah, I would put Dion, Tina, Rage.
4: Who are you I basing would, the I criteria love. off of?
2: I don't know what the criteria is, but. Yeah. If we're talking about influence or (laughs) impact, I damn sure wouldn't put Foo Fighters before any of those I just mentioned. But you know what? If it wasn't for Nirvana, Foo Fighters probably obviously wouldn't exist, but.
1: That needs to become a thing though. Like these awards organizations needs to start releasing criteria. Cause this really is a hodgepodge of talent here. Don't get me wrong, everyone is worthy, honestly. So that's what makes it hard, but it's like, what are the criteria? How the hell did you pick this random group of people? So this like, is, then- is LL's
0: sixth time being up as a nominee. Does well,
4: that that's change- just
1: insulting. Yeah. What? Jesus. Baylor, I know LL's your dude. What do you have to say about this? Hey,
4: if New York don't love him, I don't know what to do.
1: But we do. This, is a, diff- yeah, this is a this is a difficult <laughs> list. I like, do
0: man, I don't know. They all gotta get in. This it's been COVID Look, put them all in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> yeah. How come Nas isn't in it? What, what year did his first album come out? 93. I'm 94. Sure. And Jay's came out
0: 96. So is fuck. Is Nas in? Let's see. No. He's not. Has he ever been nominated? I'm pretty sure he...
2: he, I doubt it, because I know that would have been a big deal. You know what?
0: I I can see that. Because if if this is Jay's first year up for nomination, LL's been nominated six times and he hasn't gotten in, I can see why they haven't nominated Nas yet.
2: So they have a specific amount of hip-hop artists, a specific amount of rock fans? But Nas is... Never mind. (laughs) Nas is anointed the greatest rapper, the rapper's favorite rapper. You know what I mean? Greatest rapper of all time, like... How do you keep but him see, out?
0: But the, see, that's why it's the difference between the hip hop Hall of Fame and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
2: So he did an album with Linkin Park.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like if you if you're doing a hip hop Hall of Fame, then Nas would have been in by now. If if Jay and LL were okay. Nas would have been in. But for the Rock and Roll Hall, like the way that I look at like Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, because we know all these acts aren't rock and roll. But it, to me, that would mean that your music has to have such a a. And, uh, impact, That's yeah, culturally, and Nas is he's he is, has been just like us, like the hip hop heads, and I don't think he's had the mainstream appeal of like an LL and Jay Z. It ain't hard to tell.
4: Boom, boom, boom. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All
0: right, fine. Let, let's let's because we're, we're dragging this on. All right. Final. Five acts each. Everybody got to pick five acts to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. Who you picking? Jay for sure.
1: Okay. LL because it's due. Okay. Chaka Khan. Okay. Foo Fighters for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Someone else picked the last one. Come on. I mean, this is just yours. This is your five. Oh, this is mine. I would say Mary, but I think she can wait till next year or the year after because I don't see them picking Mary and Shaka, and it's gonna be Shaka over her for this year. Damn, who else is left? <laughs> did you did you say Tina? Do you want to see something here? Oh. No, hear something really weird. Yeah. So where I'm at, I can hear the music, the bars playing, and they're playing Real Love. Oh, so maybe that's mm. a sign, Mary. Goddamn it. <laughs> but no, Tina. Tina, Tina over Mary for sure sorry
4: Mary uh, Sh- Shaka Khan Dion, Tina Foo LL
0: okay okay Marquis
2: I'm gonna go Dion, Tina, Iron Maiden, Shaka uh,
0: LL alright I'm going J Iron Maiden, Foo Fighters, Tina and Shaka Khan
4: Shaka Khan that's
2: my boo Oh, I could never put foo fighters in front of Rage. Oh. Yeah, and this, I had to leave this, them out because Iron Maiden. this was they this is a hell of a class.
1: But Dion really does belong there. And she she's does. about to be like eighty or something. So And she's
2: a Twitter gangster too.
1: She, she? I just love her on Twitter. Wait, she's yeah, on Twitter? IG. I don't even follow go. She she's okay. great. Okay. She'll be like, I see y'all arguing in my comments, looking foolish. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Sorry, Miss She ain't quite
2: Wendy's, but she she, she
0: do her (laughs) thing. All right, let's see uh, whose predictions come as close to being correct. This is one of those years where it's like you can make an argument for or against anybody. Uh, We'll see who they actually announce is getting inducted. But that's been another episode of the Breaks Radio. Let's go ahead and plug our social medias and get the hell up out of here. Miss Mary,
1: go ahead and give it to them. Um, it, at Miss Mary Almonte on all social platforms, and at Younger Urban Moms, and at Just Spice with the Y. All right, Baylor. We out.
4: <laughs> at Baylor the Gray on all social media platforms. BTG for President. Open with BTG. Part of the Rare Signers Network. The trial of the Chicago Seven is up next for me. All
0: right. Uh, yeah, so- you can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H. H- Wait a second. Marquis, give him your social media.
2: here <laughs> we got rid of me. All right. Follow me on nigga, 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 nigga. <laughs> I'm 100% nigga.com. Um, not Empire. Um, I forgot the rest of my tags. It really doesn't matter. Just... Follow me when you want. He's you tagged want in the damn Bucket. description.
0: We all are. There you uh, go. You guys can follow me. Yeah, I'm good with that. <laughs> at CEO Hayes, the CEO You can follow us collectively at the Breaks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. The at Gmo.com. We are the number one podcast for the culture. And this week, we're out.
4: Peace. Peace.
1: This has been a presentation of the Break Break for media. Breaks. media. They were at the Empire State Building. Right, what
2: was that? <laughs> That's Sleepless in Seattle, right? Sleepless in yeah. Seattle. There you That's go. That's the wow. one. They tried
1: to recreate that. After- that was what I was talking about. They tried to oh, recreate. Oh no! They- that Joe magic. versus the volcano came before all but, that.
2: No, I know that, but that was that wasn't as hyped or as big. Sleepless in Seattle in before Seattle. Or after I, you got mail. Before that was before. That was I remember before. The, um, then you got they, mail. Years later than they did. You you got mail. I'm, you like got they were trying to recreate that.
1: Okay. I didn't love it. I, I loved it. it. Love, love. I can watch
0: that to this day, and I'm not even me a raw comic. Like,
1: I'm about to. I, I'm maybe watching a lot of
0: You watch Hill too? Oh, fuck.
1: Um, I've watched that. I didn't love that one. But, yes. Uh, br-
0: <laughs> All right. Baylor <laughs> hates us tonight. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <Because laughs> I'm <laughs> <laughs>